to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? The blackest dies. Oh, God. Come on! Welcome back to the Skewered Universe podcast. My name is Jeff. And I'm Leanne. And we've got something a little little fun. Again, I'm going to show Leanne something she's never seen this week. Okay, fantastic. It's uh, 15 years old, and it's a French-slash-Canada French co-production. Okay. That's all I'm going to tell you right now. I'll let you know before we watch the movie exactly what it is. Okay. But before then... You know, we how we do this thing. Is there anything you want to talk about before we get the ball rolling here? Uh, no, not really. Nothing interesting? Okay. We haven't really been watching anything or anything like that. Oh, you seem to forget that earlier we watched a gem of a movie called Hard Rock Zombies. Oh, it was a gem. I forgot. <laughs> it was so amazing it slipped my mind. Yeah, um... It's it's low-budget 80s cheese, but for some reason it's weirdly fun, even though it makes no fucking sense. I I need to watch it again, because I got distracted at one point, and then I looked up and there was Hitler on screen, and I don't know... Yeah, if you look away for two minutes, you'll, you'll be lost. Yeah, it's... it's... <laughs> To make an hour and a half movie from what was supposed to be a 20 minute segment in another film, I, I, you know what? Credit to the filmmakers for doing that. Right? Not, not too bad. I yeah. mean, not great, but. I mean, it's better than what I could do. I haven't made a movie, let alone a short, so. Me either. There's not a whole lot else to talk about, really. We haven't been doing a whole lot. No. I mean, last week I did our first installment over on Tales for Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, talking about episode one. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, yes. And if you guys want to join in, I'm going to do a quick plug here for that. This uh, Saturday, every Saturday for the next few weeks, we are going to be doing Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. You can join us on a Discord. I will post... A link, a non-expiring link to the Discord server for Tales. You can come join the watch party. We're watching an episode before every live stream where we go live on Saturday. So come join us, join the party. It's a lot of fun over there. And that is that. So, Leanne. Yeah. Are you ready to know what I've chosen for you to watch tonight? Yeah, I'm curious. I kind of hope it's not Mad Max Fury Road. As much as I would want to watch that, I haven't seen any of the other Mad Max films, so I'd probably be lost. Same. But I purposely didn't have it on the screen. Okay, good. Oh, by the way, we're using Voodoo for this. It is Martyrs. Interesting.
Now, this is a movie I was made aware of years back by listening to Night of the Living Podcast and Bloody Good Horror, two of the podcasts that kind of sparked my joy for podcasts. And I heard that this movie was dark, gory, and kind of depressing yet beautiful at the same time. Right up my alley. Another one. So I read it. (laughs) I read the disc from Netflix. I watched it. I have not watched it since then. But I remember coming away really, really satisfied with my watch. I don't think I can say I enjoyed it because it wasn't an entertaining film. But it was a worthwhile watch. Like, it's not a action-packed horror movie or, like, this suspenseful. It's just like, fuck. The entire time I was just like, oh, God. But we're going to see what you think. Okay. I'm interested. Okay. I want to get depressed. (laughs) So with that, we're going to do this interstellar, interstitial style. Interstellar. I just let you go with it whenever you start. I'm just going to let you go. And look, if you've been listening for a while, you know exactly what that is. For those of you who might be new, I'm going to drop in a little something right here to let you know what that is. What are interstellar interstitials? This is a rather different movie review format where Jeff and Leon will pick a movie that neither of them have seen or at least one of them has not seen. Then, they will watch the movie in real time, breaking every 15 minutes to give their thoughts on the movie to that point. At the conclusion of the film, they will give their final thoughts, recommendations, ratings and discuss any interesting information about the movie in general. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast already in progress. It's podcasting. This is raw podcasting, baby. We raw dogging this shit. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, Layad, are you ready to get into Martyrs? Heck yeah, I am. All right. Let's do this. We'll talk to you guys in a bit. It's intermission. It's intermission. It's intermission. It's intermission. Ice cream, candy, lemonade, too. So we just watched the first 15 minutes of Martyrs. Leanne, what, what? Are, your, what are your impressions so far? Um, I like it. At this current moment in time, it's giving the professional vibes. Or okay. Norman Stansfield kind of goes crazy on the family and just literally guns everyone down. Right. Even through the bed and everything. That was kind of cool. I could see that. Yeah, that opening scene... I don't know if you would call it the opening scene, but that whole sequence we just witnessed. Yeah. Okay, well, so it starts out with two girls are trauma survivors, and they meet at this, I guess it's a hospital. Yeah. And there's a quiet, untrusting girl, and then there's a talkative girl. Well, the untrusting one trusts the other girl. Right. So the police come at some point and talk to the talkative girl about finding the perpetrators of her friends, uh, whatever happened to her. Find out who was abusive to Lucy. Anna is the talkative friend. Okay, wait. So Lucy is the quiet one? Yes. Okay. I have to make a note of that. Lucy is the quiet one. Okay. And then who? Anna is the talkative friend. Anna is the talkative one. Okay. 
Yeah, because Anna started caring for her when she first showed up, because all we see of Lucy in the beginning is her just running down this street, having escaped whatever the fuck was happening. Yeah, and at some point, like, I, like after the cops come, she goes to her friend, Lucy, and mm-hmm. she has cuts all over her. Right. And her friend is like, don't do that. And she's like, I didn't do it. <laughs> and I can tell, like, if if we're going off of, like, real life stuff, those mm-hmm. weren't self-inflicted. So I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it doesn't look self-inflicted. I'll say this, you'll get more clarification as to what all of that is as the movie goes. Okay. I won't say any more than that. Okay. Well, then after that is when we get to this scene where it's this family getting ready for the day. I mean, the mom's a little weird. She was digging and got a mouse, I guess. Fixing the water pressure to the house. Like (laughs) DIY plumber. plumber. (laughs) Yeah. Mind you, this is 15 years later. So some time has passed. Oh, okay. Yeah. It did say that. I think you were looking down, taking notes. As yeah, a, probably. So, just to refresh, just to get you on the same page. So, so the two girls are now adults? Yes. Okay. So, who was it that showed up? Lucy. Okay. <laughs> that would make sense. Yes. So, okay. So, yeah, she went in, she knocked on the door, and as soon as the door opened, she just loaded in on them with that shotgun. <laughs> The impact of that first hit, throwing the guy across the room, mm-hmm. oh, this this sequence to me was so visceral, yet at the same time it was like, you could see the catharsis for that character of doing that, why she needed to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love it to this day. I don't really know why she needed to do it. After she... Okay, so when she opened the door, she shot the dad. Right. Point blank with the shotgun. Right. Then shot the mother who was trying to run away after she saw, right. oh, fuck. The daughter ran off into a bedroom and the son was stopped by Lucy with the shotgun. Right. And she told him to sit down. Questioned him, how old are you? He said 18. Mm-hmm. She goes, do you know what your parents did? And he had a look on his face like, I don't know how to answer. So she just blew his ass away. Ah, uh, okay. I missed that part. Then she went and got the daughter. Fired, jumped onto the bed where the daughter was hiding under. Fired one shot into the mattress to force her out. Which is why it reminded, the second reason why it reminded me of the professional. Right. And I can see that. This whole sequence is very reminiscent of that, considering <laughs> it's just, you know, an entire family being taken out. Yeah. Yeah. So she... Without the blink of an eye. <laughs> yeah. Blows the daughter away, but I, I think the part you missed was she went to the mother that was laying there and, like, wiped her face and kissed her and then was like, how could you do that to me? How could you do that to me? Mm. And was angrily shaking her. So you could see it was, like... Personal. Yeah. So I think that, at this point, is like, well, maybe these were the people who were abusing her so many years ago. Yeah, well, she cares about them, so it must mean something. Yeah, but oh, those shotgun blasts! Like when she shoots the son who's sitting in the chair, and his whole body just like goes back and hits the doors behind him, and then just kind of lurches forward. It's ah, chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, do you have anything else? No. No. Shall we continue down this uh, rabbit hole of abuse and trauma and shotgun blasts? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. We'll see you guys in just a bit. It's intermission time. Time for refreshment. During the next 10 minutes, you're invited to visit the refreshment stand, where you'll be greeted with fast, friendly service. You'll find hot dogs, juicy hamburgers, and mouth-watering delicious pizza. There are refreshing hot and cold beverages, ice-cold cola, and orange drink. Goes great with an order of crispy French fries. Then there's a wide selection of your favorite candies and other delicious snacks. 
and there's always a fresh batch of hot buttered popcorn to go with the rest of the show. So visit the refreshment stand now during this 10 minute intermission and add to your enjoyment of the movie. We're happy to have you with us tonight and hope you'll come back often. So we're back. We've watched another 15 minutes. Have we? Yeah. Goes by quick, doesn't it? <laughs> hey, you never know. Somebody might think, did they really watch 15 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Which means we're 30 minutes into the movie now. Anyway. <laughs> a lot has gone on, but we we failed to mention something during our last little interstitial. Yeah, I had a little note that I realized I forgot to mention when they were in the hospital... Right after after she discovered the, the cuts and stuff and they were in bed, mm -hmm. they were visited by a person thing. Right. Which, initially when I saw this, I thought it was like some sort of sleep paralysis kind of thing. Like maybe that was a nightmare. It doesn't really give you more than that. No. So that happened the night of Lucy being discovered by Anna with all the scratches and cuts on her. Yeah. So... That's what we left out last time, so it does play an integral part in what's happening currently. Yeah. So I think where we left off, the family, the whole family was dead. Yeah, slaughtered. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> then we see Anna answering a public phone, and she's talking to Lucy. Right. Um, She's like, give me the address, because I need to go there. So she goes there. And when she walks inside, she's, like, completely shocked yeah. by the scene of everything. But then again, before she gets there, while Anna is, wa or while Lucy's waiting, mm -hmm. she encounters the the it thing again. Yeah, this, what looks like a woman. A naked, veiny person. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, like, moving around the house, and, like, it started tackling her and, like, grabbed a piece of broken glass and just started slicing into her back. That was actually a st old straight razor that Lucy pulled oh. out of her stuff, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I so thought it was a piece of glass. When you see that, and then you realize what the cuts look like on her, you're like, oh. That fits. Oh. It fits. Yeah. She eventually hides, and then she can hear it, like, making noises and scrapes and thuds. And then I think she starts reliving her trauma. Every once in a while, you'll get, like, a little clip of her trauma. Right. It flashes back to her as a child and what was going on. Yeah. Well, the thing gets her. She runs out of the house and finds Anna... Anna goes inside the house, then she's upset by the scene. She stitches up Lucy's back. They move the bodies into the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Anna kisses Lucy, but Lucy's not into it. Lucy then dreams of flashbacks, I guess. And yes. where we're at right now, I think the mom is still alive. Yeah, the mom... Was only knocked out. She's still got some life in her. Yeah, so she's got her dead kid on top of her. Yeah, so that's really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But, ah. Yeah, and when Anna went in the house, there was no wild woman running around. No. So it, it kind of makes you wonder, like, what's real, what's not? Yeah. It's like the first inkling of, okay, what what's really happening here? What's going on? Yeah. It's it's interesting. Like I'm I'm getting flashbacks to when I watched this and kind of remembering how the story goes. So I'm I'm interested to see how it unfolds for you. Yeah, me too. It's really interesting. Oh yeah. Alright. Do you have anything else or do you want to just keep keep on trucking? Let's keep on trucking, I guess. Trucking we're down the highway. I guess we're bred now, I don't know. Right. down the highway <laughs> get out of my way <laughs> always in it. a hurry <laughs> <laughs> and with that we'll be right back guys you enjoy this intermission 
Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, we're back after another 15 minutes. We're back. We're back. Back again. Guess who's back? Scary Universe Podcast. <laughs> I don't know why I talk like that, but I think I still have remnants of uh, Quick Derailment. That movie, Hard Rock Zombies, had a California Highway Patrolman who sounded like he was straight out of Georgia. So, yeah, I think that's what's stuck in my head. Anyway, Martyrs, that's what we're here for tonight. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yes. So we, we watched some more of the movie. Yeah, where we last left off, the mom was still alive. Yeah, she was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it turns out she was. So, I get confused because I've seen a couple of times where Anna is moving bodies outside. But the math doesn't math. So, in my notes, I have that Anna starts moving the bodies outside. But then I also have that again, like, somewhere else. And it's like, how many times did she start moving bodies online? She had only moved the father and son. She had yet to move the daughter and mother. Okay, so, so I'm not completely crazy. Right. That okay. part that we saw was actually true. Okay. So while she's out there, she hears Lucy scream inside. Lucy is in the bathroom with the naked, veiny person thing. Right. The girls lock themselves in the bedroom. More trauma flashbacks. So this flashback is the mom force-feeding her sludge while she's bound to a chair. Kind of like in a basement. Right. She gets free and hears someone else wailing, but she decides to leave her and run for freedom. Yeah. And once she comes to, Anna mysteriously left Lucy in the room. And helps the mom escape. Well, starts to help her escape, I should say, because they right. don't make it very far. Nope. Because Lucy escapes the bedroom, catches them, kills the mom, and bashes her head in. Yeah, with a mini sledgehammer. I mean, they're ruthless. Those hits were so well done and so brutal. I know. Like, when you see the, the impact, like, of the head... Like, hitting the ground in between the hands. It's like, that's what you imagine it would really look like. It didn't look like something just hitting rubber. It looked like there was a real head there. So good. Yeah, and then um, Lucy runs out of the house via a window. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Before that. She confronts the naked, veiny person thing. And it turns out it was the woman she left. Right. But it also turns out she's not really there. Yeah, it's a manifestation of her trauma and her guilt for leaving this woman behind and running away. Which isn't her fault. What was she as a child going to be able to do? Yeah, so basically this person starts cutting her, her arms from the very, very top all the way down to the very, very bottom. Yeah, and no, then, no crossing the street went down the highway. Yeah, and then just started bashing her head into the wall. And then she ran yeah, through and, a window. Yeah, and then she ran through a window, raining outside, very dramatic. And uh, the other one is like, come back! And she just turns around and slits her own throat. Yeah, with the same razor. Now, I, I liked what they were showing because from Lucy's perspective, we saw the woman cutting her arms. Mm -hmm. From Anna's perspective, there's no woman. It's Lucy doing the self-harm. Yeah. So I like that interesting aspect of Lucy like, no, I'm not doing it. She really believes that. That's how fucked up she is from all this shit she went through. Yeah. It's just crazy. And that neck slice? Oh. It was pretty clean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, just 
Because she does it, and it's not initially, it doesn't just start gushing right away. Mm -hmm. It looked very realistic, how you would think it would be. You see it get slit, she kind of goes to her knees, and then her head lolls back, and then you see as it opens, then the blood comes out. Mm -hmm. And it's that effect is so well done. I couldn't see the seams on the appliance at all. Not that I was looking, but ugh. You were looking. I always look, but I never can... <laughs> Sometimes you can tell this is a movie where you can't tell. Yeah. It was really well done. Yeah. But it's it's really got some of these emotional moments. You're just like, oh, you kind of feel for Anna because she's just been trying to love and care for her friend. Yeah. Who's mentally unwell her entire life. When she tried to save that woman, Lucy was like, you didn't believe me at all. Yeah, she felt betrayed. Yeah. It's like, she did things to me and you want her to live? Mm-hmm. And completely started assaulting Anna. Throwing, I think she clocked her in the head with the hammer. I don't Might remember. Have. I think she clocked because Anna was like holding her head at one point and like slow to get back up. Mm. And that's when we saw Lucy grab the razor and confront the woman, mm-hmm. which was her own trauma. Yeah. It's it's really kind of messed up that, and we've seen this in reality, like the the realness of this, like some people who have experienced such fucked up trauma, their only way out is through suicide, essentially. Yeah. But some people don't realize that the self-harm is, you know, trauma, if they're that far gone. And it's really kind of sad. You kind of feel for this Lucy, like, fuck, that's fucked up. Yeah. And we've only seen a glimpse of what she went through. Mm-hmm. So we have no idea what else there was. Now, you see why I wanted to bring this movie to you? Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> I love some good trauma horror. Yeah. Yeah, something like The Girl Next Door. Yeah. You know, high schooler meeting the, oh, wait, that's the other girl next door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The fucked up one is Jack Ketchum's The Girl Next Door. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It c- kind of a similar abuse cycle. Yeah. In that... I mean, similar as in, like, the mental trauma that comes out of it, but... Ugh. Is there anything else you would like to add before we move on? No. All right. We're going to keep going with Martyrs, and we'll talk to you guys in a minute. Visit our snack bar. And treat yourself to some delicious Castleberry's pit-cooked barbecue sandwiches. Cook the Castleberry way slowly over open pits of glowing charcoal, then seasoned with a sauce that's zesty, yet delightfully mild to please the entire family. Also at the snack bar, you'll find popcorn and soft drinks and candy and french fries to go with your Castleberry's barbecue sandwiches. There's plenty of time before the movie starts, so visit our snack bar right now for Castleberry's pit-cooked barbecue sandwiches. Just like that, 15 more minutes down. How are you, how are you feeling about this, Leah? Uh, well, I mean, I'm loving it, of course. It's it's really good, right? There's so much gore. Yeah. I mean, unlike anything else you've seen, right? Yes. Definitely. Uh it's 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 a lot more gruesome than I was expecting. Uh mm-hmm. I like that it's based on trauma and and we're finding out some other stuff that it's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. Yeah, the secret Anna finds. But oh, you have you have some notes. I I like hearing what you say. my little my my play by play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Okay. So where we left off was, uh, Lucy cut her own throat. Right. Right. And Anna was very upset. Yes. Anna decides to clean up Lucy. She calls her mom, and as she's talking on the phone with her mom. Her mom's, of course, talking shit about Lucy. Right, the entire time. Oh, right. But as she's on the phone with her, she hears something fall. And it looks like a hammer or something. Yeah, the little sledgehammer that Lucy used to bash in the mother's head has, like, fallen behind this cabinet into the wall. Yeah, so she's like, hmm, I'm gonna go check that out, and finds a secret passageway. Yeah. And she's like, you know what, I'm gonna go down this secret passageway. She turns on the lights... And on the walls are 
dead kids? Photos of dying children? Images of people who look like they are close to death or possibly have died, but they all share one trait in common, if you noticed. They were emaciated? The looks on their faces were not looks of pain or suffering. Oh. They were looks of almost joy coming at the hands of how far into or close to death they were, whatever, at the time the photos were taken. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, then she finds a locked hatch, and she's like, "Mm, I'm going to go in there. And she finds the torture feeding room that we saw earlier in the flashback. And guess who's still there? The woman that got left behind. I don't know if it's the same woman or not. How was it not? I don't know if this is the same torture place. It looks like it's an upgrade of what it was, but it could very well be the same woman. Either way, she's been put through hell. Yeah, she's covered in cuts. She's got wounds everywhere, especially where the cuffs are. Uh, She's, like, gray and emaciated. She's got barbed wire around her waist. Yeah, like these things, it almost looks like it's cinched into her rib cage. Yeah, and then she's got like this thing on her head. Well, What's-Her-Face rescues her, cleans her up in the bathtub, which she's not saying very much, which I would be saying things like, hey, I'm here to rescue you. I'm a good person. Are you okay? What is your name? I think she was too much in shock of what she saw. It was like, I just need to help how I can. I don't even think she knew if this woman would understand when she was speaking. Because mm. all she said was, I can't help you. And then took her into the bathtub and was like, okay, just rest. And then proceeded to take this blinder thing on her head off. But... Which is apparently drilled into her skull. Yeah, there were like these U-bolt staple things that were driven. It's like, oh, it's <laughs> it's gnarly. Yeah. And then Anna's like, okay, while you're resting, I'm going to go talk to Lucy's dead body and tell her how sorry I am. Yeah. And then she falls asleep. Yeah, and she wakes up to the woman screaming because she's cutting herself. And do you know what that whole thing was? No. She's itching from the wounds. Oh. I caught it. Now, okay, little personal experience. I'm dealing with wounds healing. So I get the itchiness, and then when I saw what she was doing, the knife cutting to her arm was extreme scratchy for the wounds and the cuts that were there that seemed to be, like, healing over. Mm -hmm. And then when she was rubbing her face against the wall, because that metal blinder thing had come, when it came off, it had, like, all this biofilm and effluvia and shit. I missed that part. I looked down for a split It had all this stuff and she was bleeding. So when she was rubbing her face against the wall, she was itching those fresh wounds. Oh. Yeah, that's why Anna was trying to stop her. Like, Don't do that. But she got (laughs) stopped. Yeah, with a bullet to the head. Yeah, somebody blew her head the fuck open. And we don't really know who these people are. We just know that they are in well-dressed outfits. They are asking lots of questions. They want answers. Mm -hmm. They took all the dead bodies and buried them. Yeah, and they had no problem going right through that little secret passageway down into... Yeah, clearly knew about it. And they're, They're in on this somehow. They chained her up while they buried the other bodies. Yep. Like, ooh, ooh, how do they know about this? Like, what is the the overarching conspiracy here? They're like, we've been calling for a long time. They're like, oh, the phone's off the hook. Because she got distracted when she was talking to her mom. Yeah. And the only other thing this woman said was, this should never have happened. It's like, uh, uh, what? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. These are the parts I was waiting for you to get to, that woman with her... I was waiting for you to see that, because I'm like, that's where this movie takes that hard turn, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Yeah, I like it. It's like, so far, it's like, okay, you're dealing with someone with trauma, and her friend just trying to love her and give her, you know, comfort and trying to get her through and understand, and then this shit happens. There's a secret that is really fucked up as to whatever's going on. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm so glad that you are on board with this. For sure. A thousand percent. I'm glad that I decided. It wasn't on the outline for this year, but you know what, guys? Sometimes you got to throw a curveball in there. Yeah. Last, you know, Tigers Are Not Afraid was not on the list either. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I, we got to do two things that aren't on this list. Yeah. It gives me a mental break from yeah. scheduling guests and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. So you got anything else or we want to no. get back to it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll be back. Yeah. Good evening. It's intermission time. And during the next 10 minutes, we invite you to visit our refreshment stand located in the center of the drive-in. Hi, folks. I'm Rico. Oh, no, Joe. He's Peppy. See? You can find us at the concession stand in the lobby. Along with all sorts of other tasty goodies. See? Rico's Nachos, a refreshingly new and different snack discovery. Chock full of high-quality ingredients, crisp, fresh tortilla chips, covered with creamy-aged cheddar cheese, topped off with zesty jalapeno pepper rings. Rico's Nachos, out of sight. Remember, folks, we're the new star at the snack bar. Rico's Nachos, a new taste treat you can't beat. See? Rico's Nachos, on sale at the snack bar now. And like that, through the miracle of podcasting and time manipulation through editing and creativity, <laughs> we've got 15 more minutes down of martyrs. Ow. Uh, this is getting even more fucked up. Yeah. So, Leanne, I'm, I'm going to let you take it away here. Okay, so where we last left off, um, these mysterious people that are all about business buried the bodies, right? Right. Okay, well, they sit her down at a small folding table, and the main woman comes in, puts a book on the table, and explains that they're essentially creating victims, a.k.a. martyrs. Right. And they like to get them to hallucinate. And (laughs) apparently... The lady, the the last lady that was cutting herself, she her hallucination was cockroaches. Yeah, so I was wrong about the itching. She was seeing cockroaches all over her. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry. No worries. Um, yeah, they kept talking about transcendence and transfiguration, and I really don't know what they mean by all of that. You will. Oh, I figure. You will. I figure. You will learn what that means. But yeah, essentially, they're wanting to find martyrs who are those that can withstand the pain and the torture, and see possibly if there's something else on the other side. And the book that she put on the table was a book of some of the martyrs. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was theirs particularly, but they were people who were close to death. Yeah, I think a lot of it is close to death. This might be some sort of organization that's been around doing this for years. We don't know. Yeah. Seems like they've been around a long time, and this woman's been searching for martyrs for years. Yeah. Her and her black turban. Yeah. But yeah, so she walks away, and then they knock her out with chloroform. She wakes up chained in a room... No matter what she does, she cannot escape. Yeah. They force feed her. A big dude in black comes down and unchains her. And I'm like, oh, that's not that's not a good thing. When a big, huge dude unchains yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, she's about to get beat the fuck up. And she does. <laughs> yeah. And what's really fucked up about that is like okay he throws her against the wall he like picks her up brings her to slaps her again the last time when he stands her up and she's not responding and she starts to fall over if you watch he punches her on the way down yeah like full force just like a left hook to her head as she's going down to the ground i'm like yeah okay just give her three concussions that's fine yep they cut her hair and they keep force-feeding her this sludge. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It looks like thick pea soup, but I don't, I'm assuming it's some sort of nutrient paste just yeah. to keep her alive. Yeah. And apparently it tastes like shit she does not want to eat it. Well, I think it would be a consistency issue, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, it looks 
like it would have a horrible consistency and they're shoving it down your throat. Like, ugh. It looks like a cross between, like, diarrhea and baby food. Yeah. The consistency. Yeah. Which I know is gross for a lot of people, but that's all I can think of. Yeah. Like, ugh. But yeah, we've got 15 minutes left. Yeah. So we're going to finish this out and then we'll be back with final thoughts and <sighs> sounds like we're Jerry Springer now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll close this out, then we'll come back. Yeah. Alrighty. A pleasant aroma for you, but not for mosquitoes. Pick is easy to use. Light it and forget it. Pick's aroma keeps mosquitoes, gnats, and sandflies away. Pick is the best protection for barbecues, fishing and camping trips, or just relaxing in the yard. So if you don't want our company ever anywhere, just like Pick and see what I mean? Bye. Pick is on sale at the refreshment stand now. And just like that, after all the torture and pain and suffering, we made it through Martyrs. Yeah, we decided to skip a... <laughs> to skip a... Uh, uh, Interstitial. Yeah. We wanted to just go through it. Yeah, there was only... 20-some-odd 20 20 minutes. 20-some minutes left, so we figured it wasn't worth it to take a break and then come back for like nine minutes. Yeah. So, we finished it. And yeah. <laughs> It goes fucking really fucking heavy at the end. Yeah, we're going to do spoilers if anyone yeah. hasn't seen it. If you haven't seen it, it's from 2008. I mean, you owe it to yourself to go check it out. If you're someone that can handle this kind of excessive violence, torture, and gore. Yeah. Because it can be triggering for some people because it is Well, it's about... Very... Yeah, it's about trauma. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, where we last left off was basically she got locked up. Right. She is now on the, her path to become a martyr. Correct. They're force feeding her. They cut off her hair. They beat the fuck out of her. She can't escape. Totally chained. Well, they also give her a sponge bath. At one point, they shave her head. You can tell time is passing by. The bruises will heal a little bit, and then the next time we see her, they're back to being open, and you can see that they're repeatedly hurting her in the same spots, like in the bridge of her nose. Yeah. They you, keep hitting her nose, you can tell. You can tell that it's repeatedly been broken, that her eyes have been repeatedly, repeatedly blackened and swollen and then healed and then swollen again. Yeah. And this poor woman has gone through hell. Eventually, you can see her personality start to change. You can totally tell there's a difference. And she starts hearing a voice. Um, I think it's asking her how to not be scared anymore. I think she's remembering a conversation between herself and Lucy. Mm, okay. So she's Lucy's asking her, how are you? How do you not remain scared? He says, you just have to let go. Mm -hmm. So at this point, Anna is letting go. Yeah. Well, she yeah, she becomes <clears throat> like really calm and complacent, beating after beating after beating. We don't know how much time goes by. Yeah. And she hears the voice again say, not scared anymore. And a woman comes in and says, there's one more stage of her suffering and it's almost over. And she gets taken to a large medical device thing that she gets strapped into, and it rotates so that she's now on her belly in it. Yeah. And they perform a mysterious but clearly painful surgery. And they wheel her to another area. Turns out she has no skin. All but her face has been skinned, so all that's showing is muscles and nerves. And... Yeah. <laughs> A little Hellraiser-y. Very, very much Frank at the beginning of Hellraiser, yes. This, at so many points in this movie, I think of other movies. <laughs> it's hard not to, because at that point, 2008, there were so many movies before it where you had seen... Certain effects. Yeah. Like somebody having their skin removed. And you're like, oh, okay, that's very Hellraiser. Yeah. 
Well, they chain her in place. And we see the people go up and get ready like normal people. Yeah, they're now living in this house where the previous family was slaughtered. Yeah. By Lucy, and they're just carrying on. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like, what the fuck? Well, anyway, so the woman, at some point, becomes frantic and makes a phone call saying that the girl has changed. And then there's this really great visual of her being, like, gone. Yeah. And I I, was reminded of Deadpool. I'm like, are they making super people? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, the head woman arrives. Anna is skinless in a gel bed. She asks Anna, did you see the other world? Anna whispers something to her. So the next day, we see more people arriving. (laughs) And it kind of reminded me of Get Out. I'm like, are they going to bid on her? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? (laughs) And anyway, they announce her martyrdom. And they're like, at this other time, we're going to announce the vision that she had. And (laughs) so the guy that he's the main guy that made the announcement yeah it's like her i think he's like the main mademoiselle's like right hand person or something yeah he goes to her door where she's i guess she's in a bathroom or something yeah preparing for yeah and she's taking off her makeup and she's removing her fake eyelashes right and she's taking off her turban her turban and I immediately made the comment, she's about to kill herself, and then she shoots herself in the head. Yeah. As the guy's asking her, like, oh, are you ready to make your announcement? Is it something glorious? And she's like, hey, have you ever thought about what's on the other side? And he goes, no, she, all she says is, keep doubting. Gun in her mouth. Boom. That's pretty much the end of the movie, except for one final shot of Anna laying in this, like, gel... Bed. ...solution. Yeah. I'm assuming to keep her from having too much pain, since she's still alive. I think at at that shot, she was not. Because they were announcing... It sounded like she... I, I got the idea that she was dead. That she had died. Okay. Because yeah, I know when he started talking, he said at this point she's still alive. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. But whether that final shot was her alive or not, I couldn't tell because she wouldn't blink. She yeah. didn't blink. So I'm like, uh, I can't tell. Yeah. I don't know where I got that she would be dead. It's quite possible. But yeah. So that was the movie, and I really liked it. Good. I'm glad, because I remember watching this and just being like, what the fuck? Where did you first watch it? I rented it from Netflix on disc way back in the day. Really? Probably the same year it came out or the next year. Hmm. So like 2009, maybe. Because I had heard about it on a podcast and I didn't listen to the review until I watched the movie. And then I was just like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. I was like, this is this is so fucked up. Yeah, I like it. I love when there's like that ulterior like secret thing going on in the scene behind the scenes Mm -hmm. i love it yeah it's like these people showing up and they're announcing oh she was martyred she entered martyrdom they're like celebrating this but it's like you tortured someone for what Mm -hmm. for the head of whatever this is that you're running to not be told to or to be told that basically there's nothing there so she blew her own head blew her own brains out mm. like there's nothing on the other side and she was like well i guess if there's nothing there's no reason to keep going that's I, the way i te- take i kind of took it as they're waiting for you on the other side all the people that you martyred are waiting Ooh. for you i don't know I don't know. That's an interesting way to look but at it. But then why I would think... you kill yourself? So that doesn't make sense. True. But I've never I've never thought of it that way. I think it's one of those movies where 
I like that that one part is open to interpretation. Yeah, I think you can take from it what you want. Yeah. Like, there's been numerous... Like, after I watched it the first time, I was going through and reading up all this stuff, how different people felt, and I've always been in that same thing. Like, I felt she was told, like, there's nothing. You've been wasting your time. Mm. So basically, she's like, well, then why do this to anyone else? I might as well kill myself and but get it over with. But then why would she believe her? Because of everything she went through, this girl did not crack. She reached that stage that they were trying to push these young women to who were more receptive but to this. But then maybe she didn't reach martyrdom and they were wrong. Possibly. See, that's the whole thing. There's so many ways you can look at this yeah, movie. Yeah, I know. And that's that's the mark of a good film. Mm-hmm. A film that will keep you asking questions and having conversations. Yep. 15 years after its release, this movie still has people questioning what was happening. Yeah. And everyone has their own version yeah. of what the ending could mean. It's really good. I really like it. Me too. So, if you had to give this a rating, say out of five stars, what would you give it? Uh, Like, on, on a quality scale, five. Okay. On a rewatchability scale, three and a half, four. I feel the same way, because I think you have to be... Like, you couldn't be, like, having the shittiest fucking year and, like, just be super depressed and having maybe certain thoughts and then watch this movie and not feel like, oh, well, maybe I should just... <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so I think you're... Re- I, I think I'm with you on that. Five stars for quality and then the rewatchability. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's one if you're like, you know what? I kind of want to revisit this right now. I'm feeling okay enough to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I've got... Trivia? Yeah, a few pieces of trivia. Nice. Not super fascinating, but the actress that played Anna apparently broke three bones during the movie shoot and had to stay in bed for six weeks. Dang. That's intense. The actresses that played Lucy and Anna... Mm-hmm. Both stated in an interview that they would never work with the director, Pascal Lagier, again. So I don't know if he was a dick on set, if they didn't like the amount of torture they might have gone through, or what the conditions were, but typically... To to publicly say you refuse to work with a director? Yeah. Yeah, you mean it. (laughs) And this one I found interesting, which if you really sit there and you kind of analyze the movie a little bit more, You'll uh, this makes a lot of sense. Pascal Lagier, the writer and director, has confessed that he wrote the screenplay for the film in a state of clinical depression, bordering on suicidal thoughts, which is why the film is said to have a nihilistic and depressing subject matter. Yeah. You can kind of see... It would, Wasn't there something like with uh, the platform, too? Or No. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Why did I just say that? I don't know. There might be. I'm. I don't know. I'm not on the internet right now. I've I've saved this information. <laughs> but yeah, just some interesting notes there. I thought those were kind of interesting things to throw out there. Not a whole lot. Um, IMDb's trivia has really. It's like they just removed a bunch of stuff, and then the trivia they have is very basic. Mm, that's unfortunate. Yeah, so I don't know if it was them revamping everything or what happened. Which is fine, because a lot of times it's like, this movie was released the same year as this movie. It's like, that's not trivia. That's anything anyone could look up. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Paul from mm-hmm. Invasion of the Podcast, he doesn't like IMDb trivia a lot of times, because <laughs> it's just useless information. Yeah. Like, oh, the director had a cat named Garfield, which is why there was a Garfield in this movie. That, that, who cares? I I get his frustration with certain things. I'm like, yeah, that's not, that has nothing to do with the movie. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm glad you like this one. Yeah, very much. There were certain things like the look of her body after they removed her skin. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. Yeah. It's just, you feel for this one. You're like, what else can they put her through? And then that reveal of her just being skinned, except for her face. It's like, oh. Yeah. 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 And I was just sitting there. I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, 
Oh, I'm just imagining like the air hitting the muscles and the nerves and just being like pain all over. Yeah. But I guess at that point when you've been through so much, I guess you're not feeling it anymore. I don't know. I, I don't want to experience that. Uh, I guess I never will because I'm not a young woman who's more susceptible to the transfiguration. Apparently. <laughs> it's just... Uh, it's beautifully nihilistic. Yes. Like every... And people are going to be like, how can you say it's a beautiful film? Watch it and you will see what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's beautiful like, oh my god. I'm saying if you watch this with a critical eye, it is a beautifully told story and a beautifully made film. Yeah. It is graphic and depressing and nihilistic as hell. But people like me love that shit. Exactly. This is a horror film through and through. Yeah, definitely. And like one of my favorite things, when when humans are the monsters, that's I eat mm-hmm. that shit up. It's like you have numerous movies about these slashers that aren't human. You've got creature features, you know, the supernatural stuff. What gets really disturbing is, like you said, when humans are the actual villains, real life normal, run-of-the-mill, everyday people have that dark side. Mm-hmm. That's what's fucked up, because you know what? Those people really do exist in the world. <laughs> yes, they do. And that's where it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It may not be scary where you're, like, jumping out of your seat, but it kind of fucks with your head on a level, and you're like, oh, I don't ever want to get in a situation where I meet those kind of people. Mm-hmm. And you never know. Because how many stories in real life do you hear of, like, the guy next door, they're like, he was so nice and always friendly to the kids. And they're like, they found 48 babies' carcasses in his basement. He was eating them, trying to gain superpowers, <laughs> and was, you know, using their brains as sex toys or something. <laughs> There's always weird shit that happens, and you're like, people are fucked. Somebody's going to hate that, and I'm like, you know what? I. <laughs> That's what happens, ladies and gentlemen. That's where my brain goes. You could have just said use their brains as toys, but you had to make it about sex. I, I, I am a Scorpio. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, so is there anything else you want to add about this, Leanne? No. All right, well, you guys know where you can find us. You can find us on Facebook. Just look for Skewered Universe Podcast. We are on Instagram, Skewered underscore Universe underscore Podcast. You know where else we're, we are now? Threads. We're over on Threads. Skewered Universe Podcast, the new social media app that comes through Instagram. Because we're done with Twitter. We've left the cesspool and we're hoping, we're hoping Threads stays a positive force. Don't shake your head no. Let me have the, <laughs> let us have our moment. <laughs> Let us have our moment. It's been a nice change of pace from the fucking dumpster fire that is Elon Musk's Twitter. I don't know how long it will last, but we're there. If it changes, we won't be. But for now, find us on Threads, Skewered Universe Podcast. Join the conversation. It's a lot of fun. You can find me every Saturday on Tales from the Podcast with JB. These next few weeks, we're going through Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. So at the time of recording this, we will have an episode going out tomorrow. We will be live. But if you want to join the party ahead of time, you can find the link on the Skewer Universe podcast page, and I'll share it around for our Discord server for Tales from the Podcast. You can join into the watch party. Check out episode two. Join us in the chat when we go live. It's a lot of fun. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is awesome. If you haven't watched it, what the hell's wrong with you i mean it's amazing and fun and british humor so leanne even enjoys it i mean yeah that's that's that says something because she doesn't enjoy a lot of things that i like (laughs) (laughs) a fair amount though yeah fair amount so that's going on over there and there'll be links for all the other stuff in the show notes you know the podbean affiliate the patreon where you can support us and get stuff 
That all being said, Leanne, do you have anything else you would like to say to our lovely audience out there who's listening and really enjoying the show, apparently, lately? I love you and suck my dick. It's a beautiful dick. You guys should suck it. It's it's very lovely. <laughs> not too girthy, not too intimidating. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> And after you're done sucking that dick, why don't you guys just keep enjoying that universe that's just a bit skewered? Skewer.